Hello and welcome to the Style Stories podcast with me, your host, personal stylist, Lisa Gilby. This is a podcast that discusses style, image and fashion. And if you want to get your wardrobe into shape, this is for you. I share lots and lots of tips on how to declutter your wardrobe, how to shop efficiently and how to find your personal style. And occasionally I have guests and this week I have a guest in this new series of the Style Stories podcast. I am joined by my resident mindset coach expert, Teresa Claisner, and she's talking all things mindset and how mindset really is everything. And if you're wondering what this has got to do with your style, image and fashion, I can assure you it has a lot to do with it. We are influenced by so many things around us and we hold ourselves back by the narrative that we have in our mind. So if you are on a journey with me on this podcast, you've listened to the last episode and decluttered your wardrobe and now you're ready for the next step, you definitely need to listen to this episode. This is going to make you think differently about the way you dress and start to get the confidence to be more authentically you or if you're super confident already just to really clarify the looks and styles of clothes that really work for you. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today, I'm excited to have back on the podcast, Teresa Claisner, who is a career coach. I'm going to get her to introduce herself in a second. Teresa's actually been on the podcast, I reckon, about five times, possibly. Five? You're, you're a resident guest. She's my, mind, <laughs> yeah. my mindset expert on the story. I like that. That's what I am. I'm your resident mindset expert. Yes. <laughs> it's all about mindset today's episode, and I will explain why that's important and why on earth has that got anything to do with your wardrobe and your style. But first of all, welcome, Teresa. It's so nice to see you, Lisa. It's always fun to be opposite you. I'm just like, I'm ignoring that bit of me on the screen. I'm looking at you. I feel like we're... In a I'm spot. looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so could you just give a quick introduction for those listening um, about who you are and what it is you do? Yeah, so uh, my name is Teresa Claisner. I run a business called Human Human. And I sort of, I would describe myself as a mindset coach, predominantly, because mindset actually influences and affects everything. I can't emphasise that enough. I um, go into organisations and I coach in organisations with teams and on one-to-one and and groups. But I also show up in lots of um, online groups, particularly particularly um, women doing fitness and health. Um, and I have my own private clients as well. So I'm kind of, I jump in and out of a few uh, spaces where where people need coaching. I also do training as well with um, what we call in the third sector, which is interesting. So yeah, I feel now I've been coaching probably for about um, six years. And I've got, you know, all the experience leading up yes. to that. I'm 61 now, so um, I feel I have a little bag of wisdom that I can share yes. with anyone, yeah. That you can draw on, exactly. Well, <laughs> I'm delighted to have you back on because I always love our chats. It, it is fascinating stuff. I wanted to kick off first with something we've talked about on the podcast a couple of times and recently with a guest I had on, Shakela Forbes Bell, the author of the book Big Dress Energy. We'll go back to that in a bit. Oh. With, 
I just want to explain really why it's important we're talking about mindset in relation to clothes and image. And it's the white coat test. Remember the test that was done? Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. Is it, it was that enclosed cognition. Enclosed cognition. So this is sort of different yeah. to mindset, but it's about perspective. Well, you say it's different to mindset, but actually it's it's exactly that. It's it's the assumptions that we make when when people are, you know, okay, we're talking about clothes, but it can apply to any kind of um any kind of scenario or, or setup. But yes, we make assumptions when we see people dressed a certain way. And those assumptions are shortcuts our brain makes and they live in our uh, unconscious mind, really. We're sort of like pigeonholing, jumping to conclusions. And um, yeah, they're quick shortcuts for us to kind of feel comfortable. And, you know, because our brain couldn't process all the thoughts that all the crazy thoughts that go on in our minds every day. So, you know, our brain is built to make shortcuts. Um, it's yeah, part of how biases, we, I guess. Yeah, biases, but how we communicate yeah. and how we, you know, instantly assess someone so that, you know, people say you've got literally 0.7th of a second or something to make a first impression, which yeah. is an example of it. But the white coat test, just quickly before we go into mindset, was when they dressed... Um, they had a group of people participating in this test. Half of them they dressed in um, uh, artist's smock and the other half they dressed in what they said was a doctor's coat. Yeah. And then they gave them a range of tests to do to do with intelligence. And yes. the people with the doctor's coats, they perform better. Yes. And it's because in their minds, they Absolutely. sort of leveled up yes. to being a doctor or you know what they perceive to be this higher level of intelligence or this higher level of capability which is fascinating and that's that can happen just from what you wear so in a work setting that's where it really comes into its own you can look the part be the part make others believe you're really professional mm. and senior and all those things just by your clothes and you can do the opposite be amazing at your job but keep yourself out of the boardroom by dressing badly. You know, there is the other, the, yeah. the other side of there's the a yin, There's a yin and yang to everything. Yeah, it's always on a sliding scale. So where are, where are you on that scale? But yeah, I mean, clothes, in that sense, massively feed into our identity. Actually, we kind of might think, you know, what we wear is a bit a trivial, a bit of a, a, like a little add-on to our character and our personality but actually our clothes are us without words you know we're yeah you know it really locks into who we believe we are and what we want to convey about ourselves so yes if you're if you're going for a role and you want to feel kind of that you want to go for that boardroom job for example yeah what what you choose to wear is going to be really important because people are going to be making judgments on you about what they feel your clothes represent but similarly as you just explained with that experiment it's going to impact how you feel about yourself and your performance so i think i think bringing out into the open the fact that clothes really have impact um is an important conversation, particularly in the workplace. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. We're going to go back to that in a bit more depth, but I just wanted to 
just ask you the simple question. I know we've touched on, you know, perception and all of that, but what is mindset? How how do, would you explain it? What's a positive mindset? What's a negative mindset? How well, does it impact us? I, I like you asked that question, what is mindset? It's absolutely everything. Our mindset is the patterns that we um, operate within, the way we think, um, the judgments we make, um, our sort of viewpoint of the world. And all of those sort of patterns are set on an eat, sleep, repeat, kind of like a bit of software that's buried deep in our, in our minds, um, in our unconscious minds, actually. But it dictates everything about how we, how we look at the world. So our mindset is, uh, and particularly in the role of coaching, is being able to observe what those patterns might be. Of course, a lot of those patterns are going to be helpful to us. Um, you know, they were formed probably when we were very young and they helped us to navigate our way through the world and make some very, very big decisions. But like you said, you know, the yin and the yang and everything's on a scale. Some of those patterns are going to be unhelpful sometimes. But unless we're aware of what those patterns are, unless we know what we're telling ourselves, um, we're not able to make a change. And what that's what coaching kind of does. It observes the mind, the patterns of the mind, and able to shine a light on what those patterns might be to bring awareness to the coachee so that they can then make a choice. Do I want to do something about this? You know, with this little 1% change, make a big difference, that kind of thing. So yeah, the, the way we think and the way we behave gives us our experience of our lives. So that's why I say mindset is absolutely everything. And of course, you know, the age ages we are, um, Lisa, like I said, I'm 61. I know you're considerably younger, but um, it's beholden on us. Actually, there's so much new science um, emerging from the field of neuroscience that as we age, we need to keep our minds just as um, kind of updated um, as, as we might have felt that they were when we were young. I think we used to think, you know, uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks and that has now been proven um, that actually our minds have just as much what you call neuroplasticity, so able to grow and change even as we get older. So, um, yeah, being able to keep that mind alive and active and thinking differently, trying new things um, is really important as we as we get older. And evolving as you get older, I talk a lot on the podcast about evolving yeah. your style to match who you are today Yeah, and not being stuck in the past. So you're talking about mindset. So I think it's probably true. Would you agree that some people have um, a cup half empty mindset and others have a, yeah. what is it? I've completely forgotten the thing. Half empty, half full. Half empty, half full. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And, I, you know, I don't want to tarnish people with the one brush because I think we all have that um, relating to certain things. So, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's the same like confidence. We might be confident about, you know, how we speak to our children or something, but not confident maybe when you're going into the boardroom. So, it, yeah, it's not like we're... Um, 
you know, ubiquitous in all of those things. But yeah, the cup half full, cup half empty might be, you know, related to a particular, you know, corridor or area of our life. Yeah, and I think perhaps we all know those people who, you know, show up like that more often than not. I think I'm probably a cup half empty person, unfortunately. I, I think I am. I try to be optimistic. So, well, just it's sort of a self preservation thing, isn't it? You think I'm just going to be cautious, you know, in case things go wrong. So it can yeah. be that. But fixed mindset and growth mindset, what's the difference between those? Okay, so a fixed mindset, well, it kind of like in some ways speaks for itself, but it's it's where you kind of want to stay in your comfort zone, basically. So within that small safe circle where um, where you feel kind of calm, um, because going out beyond that feels scary. Um, but of course, stepping out beyond that comfort zone is going into the growth mindset. And but you you kind of have to appreciate that going into a growth mindset, there's going to be some resistance, some kind of a struggle, a little bit of fear. But actually, that's where all growth sits. So a fixed mindset means that you're staying comfortable, things are staying the same, you're on that eat, sleep, repeat pattern. And it's a nice space to be. That's that's sitting on the couch watching Netflix. It's nice. We all love that and need to be there. But actually, nothing grows there. And, you know, humans, and you mentioned it earlier about evolving, uh, that's innate in us. We, we want to, we crave, we look to evolve. But in order to evolve, we have to step out of the fixed mindset into a growth mindset. But then in doing that, you have to accept, you have to look at challenges in life as opportunities. Um, you know, you have to be prepared to kind of, uh, go through a little bit of uh, discomfort um, and then when you welcome that and notice the challenge as something that's going to enable you to grow and think differently then then bingo you're you know you're on a path to sort of growth personal development and you know recognizing that challenge and resistance is part of that and realize what you're capable of yeah exactly yeah exactly it's all out it's all out beyond your comfort zone really yeah which, which is which you might describe as the fixed mindset as yeah. the fixed mindset I mean yeah. th this is kind of um so something that Shakayla Forbes Bell talks about in her book okay. energy it's about having this um this mindset this different mindset about being the best you can be and just being authentically yourself and not worrying too much about what others think of you because Things that hold back your mindset are outside influences, aren't they? And thinking you should dress, you should dress in a certain way or well, yeah. behave well, in a certain way. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that actually, uh, and you've introduced the topic of language, which is really important. You know, when when we coach, often um, I'm I'm listening to the to the language, the words people use. Because that is actually a, a window into into those patterns I was talking about. It's one avenue to 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 get into, you know, how somebody thinks and feels about themselves or their situation or whatever's going on. And those words should, must, try. They're very indicative of, uh, yeah, where we feel things are uh, 
hard and where we're we're struggling and the shoulds and the musts I, I just uh you know they really uh they're like grit on my teeth really you know fingers down the down the blackboard gut are you you're not going with your gut should is not you know it's yeah. not I want to do this I should exactly do this. should is like you're doing it because you think you have to please other people it's not uh, you know what what would be better to say not I should do this but I'm going to I will you know and own it and I think when you can start using that language more comfortably you know that's when you're going to really get in touch with your authentic self which is kind of like the holy grail isn't it for everyone to who who am I who am I that question yeah who am I the identity question this is the this is the most important part really is because everything in life is better when you are authentically yourself when you're able to let go of the shoulds and yeah. you know I should behave a certain way or you know things people have said to you in in the past you you know your mum might have said to you you really can't carry off trousers like that or absolutely yeah that kind of thing stays, it like, stays. in your head yeah and because so if your mum did say something like that to you as a young child you know the the dynamic you know you're you're invested in pleasing your caregiver because they keep you alive literally so uh, you think oh so in order to please my mum for example I best not wear those trousers that doesn't make her happy and if you're if it's important to you to make your uh, mother happy as a young child which mostly it is you that's a decision you're going to make but without really the wisdom attached to it and then to, that becomes a shortcut in our you know in our unconscious as I was talking about and we base all our decisions based on something, a decision that we made when we were very young and for very different reasons. Yeah. So that's the patterns, the operating system I'm talking about. But we need awareness to be able to uncover that. And those words should or shouldn't wear those trousers. That's interesting. That's, that's a good uh, opportunity to ask a really good question around that should word you know the should is, uh, yeah it's so you know obviously because it's the style series podcast i always take it back to clothes but of course, you know, must. i must i must so mindset when you're you know looking in your wardrobe and thinking you know the, the best thing to do is try to be authentically yourself in what you wear you know choose things that you love things that light you up and all of those things and just try not to think you should dress a certain way the the big one is you that you shouldn't wear certain things over the age of 40 you know yeah i, yeah. I shouldn't wear a bikini i'm over 40 i can't wear a short skirt now because i'm over 40 i can't you know all of that 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 is still fed to us loads in the media as well yeah. and that creates fear in people and then they can't really dress in the way they they yeah, want to it's, it so holds them back. it's so sad isn't it lisa i mean when we did our courses you know back in the pre-covid those face-to-face -face courses you know it's astounding how many um people believe that they couldn't dress in a way that they wanted to uh, that kind of made me feel really sad because it's beholden on us to be who we are um all of the time if if we can because when we are like that we're in what we call our flow you know and our flow you know even the word has lots of uh, pizzazz and energy and positivity um around it and then that's how we show up 
in the world. So yes, um, you know, wearing what we feel is an authentic reflection of ourselves is going to be a, have a really big influence and impact on how how you're perceived and also how you feel in yourself, which is where we began, isn't it, with this. And how you feel in yourself, yeah, totally. And a, a client actually said to me yesterday, so I'd shopped with her first four years ago. So pre-pandemic 2019, we went shopping. She's now got this massive job, head of private banking at one of the big banks. I won't say yeah. I won't say which, but she so she um wants my help again. And she said, I'm still wearing the stuff we found four years ago. But the amazing thing is it makes me feel in my power. So that's the same as in my flow. So she had to say she was in a safe rut because her mindset was saying, these are the things I should wear in a corporate office. Yes. It should. It needs to be conservative. It must be a grey, navy, black suit and a white shirt and some right. loafers. And that's it. And, you know, and she was wearing that kind of stuff. But deep down, that wasn't her authentic self. She's a lot more even though she's in banking she's a lot more creative she wants to express herself through what she wears she didn't have the confidence to do that because her mindset was set in this way where she was dressing in a conservative I'm a banker way interesting and I mean Covid has changed all of that hasn't it but also the world is moving on I mean it sounds you know if you're if you are stuck in that mindset where you have to show up a navy suit and a white blouse um you know, that's really going to hold the perceptions of you back because, you know, the world has moved on and now, you know, creativity and, you know, that might be indicated by colour or style or, or shape, actually. Um, it, it's kind of like what people are now looking for, aren't they, in, in the workplace? They're looking for, you know, yes, the sort of discipline and the structure and can you do the tasks, but also... It feels like there's much more of an entrepreneurial feel, even in the corporate world. You come with your own brand. Yes. Yes. So in, in a way, your clothing, um, you can demonstrate your own brand, your own creative spark through what you wear. Again, with like I say, clothing is you, but without words. So, mm. you know, can you see if your mindset is holding you back in old patterns of thinking? Actually, the world is always evolving and moving on and it's beholden on us to update our thinking so we kind of stay ahead, especially as we get to this kind of um, stage in our lives. I love that story of your client. Well, I was so flattered when she said, I felt in my power. I just loved it. I'm going to use it all over my marketing. (laughs) I splash it everywhere. I'm splashing that everywhere, I tell you. What was that word you used in one of your uh, newsletters? I loved it, majesty. Oh, it was quiet majesty. Quiet majesty. How amazing is that? I love that. I read that somewhere. Your clothes can give you a quiet majesty. Love it. Yeah. And once you step into your power, we're yeah. you know, we are all the main character in our own show. Absolutely. We're the CEO of our of our own business. Almost like I think now, you know, in the world that I mix in, you know, I, I hear this idea that actually we don't we don't need to go into a corporate job with the mindset of you are an employee. You're actually, you're the CEO of yourself. You're your own brand. So you're the entrepreneur of your own, uh, of your own, you know, authenticity. Do you know what, does this yes, make sense, yes, what I'm yes. saying? So you don't show up in a corporate role as an employee, meaning as a sheep. You're actually 
you know yourself bringing your your skills and talents into that role and and you're in charge of you know how you kind of um how you navigate that and how you you know put out your own brand into that business i mean it's how as well my my own personal evolution i had a you know, in my 20s, I had no confidence. I was just, you know, I just was scared of everything and everyone yeah. and just, you know, didn't didn't really, I hadn't gone to university and I think I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder about that, yeah. you know, and that sort of held me back and I felt yeah. like I wasn't good enough, yes. you know, and over the, over the years, obviously age is a good thing because you have experiences yes. and then you become more confident and more yeah. authentically yourself as well. But a friend, she said to me, how have you gone from being, you know, this unconfident person really to this confident person that you are today? And you're totally, you know, and it really is just me thinking to myself, I'm not going to, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to be who I really am, yeah. confident. And it was a mindset shift that got me here it was it was and the only totally one or two of those shifts you know a little shift can make a massive difference you know and I, I think you know as you explained your story I would say that that was my story too and like yes of course age you know you need you need the passage of time don't you to be able to kind of get wise and under and even understand yourself and test yourself in certain scenarios and situations and with different groups of people and that that does build up confidence over time and I forgot what I was going to say now you said about your story yeah I would you the one single thought which says do you know what I'm not going to do that anymore mine was um <clears throat> so I left school at 16 and didn't I did go to uni but as a very mature student so much much later on so I did kind of lots of secretarial jobs and then I just had enough after nine years and I made a promise to myself I said I am never going to sit outside a man's office again bear in mind this was the 80s so you know people don't generally do that now anyway and I never have that was huge for me that was that actually that was the point when I did go to uni and did a really fab fab creative course uh, degree course and yeah and then I've you know been my own um, entrepreneur ever since but it's just one decision you know it's one decision and I you know and I just was like right I sort of pulled up my socks and off I went and thought right this is it I'm I'm the new this is the new version of Lisa yes you know yeah. and and my confidence has grown as I've been as I've you know yeah. been that and also I've, you know, curated my own style over the years as well, because my clients are getting more and more senior people. So I have, I buy more expensive clothes now. I want to look the part as well. Yes. And I've definitely used my clothes when I worked years ago at Coots Bank and everyone was posh, double barreled names, chip on my shoulder, didn't go to university, Essex accent, you know, they're all like posh with signet rings, family signet rings I felt like a fish out of water I felt really exposed yeah. I think and quite scared yes. you know I was good at my job I was working in the philanthropy team it was a great job dealing with high net worth individuals what I did was I just invested in my wardrobe and I bought some clothes that made me look and feel confident and I kind of faked it till I made it and it was it just gave me that confidence before I actually had that confidence. I created an image yeah. and people spoke to me differently and it, it just made me look better, but it made me feel better too. And then that then builds from there. 
Yeah, I love that you introduced that use of, you know, fake it till you make it. It's it's kind of like, uh, you know, people are less comfortable with that sort of phrase now. But there is something about, uh, you know, using visualisation and imagination and sort of uh, acting as if it's happened already. And then actually your brain kind of doesn't understand the difference between reality and, um, you know, truth in a way, you can give yourself, you can imagine yourself, for example, wearing these lovely clothes. I mean, I think I did that. You know, um, I was thinking before I came on this podcast, when I was little, my mum had a honeymoon suit, which was, a, you know, a classic 1940s black pencil skirt, lovely sort of almost like peplum jacket. And I fantasised about that um, suit for uh, for years I and you know I even wore the jacket loads um in my 20s because mum still had it in her wardrobe but um you, you do you know what I mean I visualized myself wearing that when I was young I couldn't wait I could not wait to be able to afford my own clothes to buy my own clothes so I could have that look See, and and I, I did that yeah and you know um I, Actually, I've still got, look, I mean, I still, that's the sort of pencil kind of thing. I still. I love that tree. So for anyone listening, if you can watch <laughs> on YouTube, she's wearing a lovely coral crocheted set, knitted set. It's very nice. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's not dissimilar from, because I was thinking, well, why am I wearing this today? And I, I all of a sudden that memory of, of the black uh, honeymoon suit came, came to me. So huge influence. Yeah. So the power of the mind to imagine what can be is um, powerful. And so therefore use it, use it as a hack. Imagine what can be. Imagine yourself in, you know, a costume that you might dare not think that you'd ever wear. But if you make that intense enough, uh, like a dream, uh, like mine was. Yes. Make yourself the part until you believe it yourself. So yeah, you'll go in the direction of that. Yes. And if you yeah. want to be, you know, if you want to get to a certain position in, in your work, you can, you know, there's imposter syndrome as well, which is probably a whole nother conversation, but it's, it's yes. all related to mindset, but you know, dressing the part really can start to help you to believe yourself that you are that person. Yeah. I think it's massively. So I think what you do, uh, in terms of helping people find their identity, their authenticity, as you say, their power is actually huge. And, you know, I would say to everyone who thinks clothes are trivial, maybe maybe think again, because, you know, they can help, you know, help you on a path to finding your authenticity. You know, it, yeah, it's so important to do. Yeah, exactly. To really nail down your identity, to be your authentic self use clothes as a tool that's what they're here for they're here yeah, to exactly. enjoy when we dress nicely we feel good it's so true look good feel good but yeah. also dress for success these cliche sayings still hold yeah. weight they really really do and you know i just wanted to end with you know don't don't beige yourself down don't stay in a rut stay in a safe zone try to work out what really speaks to you what makes your heart sing yeah. start to wear those things own it, own your look, because clothes, they can put you in your flow, they can put you in your power. Yes, 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 we've, as we've spoken about all through this podcast, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
don't base yourself down go for it thank you so much main character energy see that's what i love we're the main characters in our own little movie yes we're our own is it silent majesties quiet quiet Quiet. majesty yes yeah (laughs) thank you for coming into my movie today so oh listen i love this i just love speaking to you and what an honor to be on your world famous podcast and we could it has charted around the world i'm so excited so anyone listening please remember to leave me a review because it really helps me get oh yes yes and yes exactly i love doing it so thanks Teresa, for joining me today that was yeah i loved it thanks lisa thanks bye fascinating stuff thank you to Teresa for joining me again on the podcast have I convinced you that mindset is super important people tend to end up in a style rut because they have got a bit of a fixed mindset about what suits them it's hard to look at yourself objectively when it comes to your style but hopefully that's what this podcast is helping you to do to just kind of hone in on the things that really speak to you and the things you love so you can get this perfect capsule wardrobe but your version of that brilliant wardrobe that really lights you up and makes you excited about wearing outfits day to day so thank you so much for listening again i really appreciate it please do leave me a review and a five-star review if you would because it really helps me to get up the charts and keep doing this podcast which i love doing take care and i'll see you next time